You're listening to Life of Revival Radio with Pastor Zachary Weber. Well, it's the last Sunday of 2019. Good morning, everybody. You're listening to Life of Revival. Can you believe it? We're already going into a new year, 2020. I believe that it is going to be your best year in the mighty name of Jesus. But hey, it's the last Sunday of 2019. We would love to see you come to the River Church this morning. I'm the pastor of the River, Zachary Weber. Our service begins at 10 a.m. We call our Sunday morning service the main event. It's a time where we come together in one accord and one place and we lift up the name of Jesus. We hear and receive from the word of God and we allow the Holy Spirit to come and do whatever he wants to do. Amen. You know, God wants to touch his people. He wants to empower his people. He wants to see his people healed, set free and blessed. Amen. And Jesus said, where two or three are gathered in my name, I'm there in the midst of them. Amen. So come to the River Church. Jesus shows up every service. There is nothing like the presence of God. Amen. You know, I always tell people the more that you're in the presence of God, the more you're going to change. You want to be in a place where God is at, where God is moving and miracles are happening. So once again, join us at the River 10 a.m. You can also go to theriverkashocton.com. You can get additional service times and information as well as directions. Also, I just want to mention and invite you to our New Year's Day celebration. We're going to take the first day of this new year coming up and we're going to give it to the Lord. We're going to come together and worship the Lord. The Lord put something on my heart for this new year, and I'm going to share some of the vision for this next year. And we would love for you to come out and join us. You do not have to be a member of our church to come to this meeting. It's a one-night Holy Ghost in the presence of God meeting where we're going to be worshiping, hearing the word of the Lord and fellowshipping with each other and just taking that first day of the new year uh, and giving it to the Lord. We're also going to be praying over the new year, decreeing and declaring some things. And it's going to be a great time. Uh, maybe, you know, you have that Wednesday where you can come and visit us. We would love to see you this Wednesday, New Year's Day celebration at 7 p.m. Also, if you're not already doing this, you're going to want to follow us on social media, facebook.com slash the river And we're also on Instagram at river on Facebook. We live stream every single one of our services. So maybe you can't make it out to the river, but you can watch online facebook.com slash the river You can watch us live or you can also catch 
all the replays of our services. We have an archive on Facebook of all of our Sunday morning services all the way back to 2017. So there's plenty of content on our social media for you to enjoy. Also on our Instagram, we post pictures of our revivals and outreaches and everything God's doing in our city. So you can follow us on there at River Kushokton. Also, if you have prayer requests, you can go to theriverkushokton.com and under contact, you can submit prayer requests and testimonies. You can also let us know if you have personally led someone to the Lord in Kushokton. We would love to hear about how God used you, but you can do all of that by going to our website, theriverkushokton.com. And you can submit prayer requests on there. There's also devotionals, many, many, many devotionals on a a whole range of topics that you can avail yourself to. And I know that those will be a great blessing for you. Well, I'm so glad that you're listening this morning. I believe that God has something very special for you. I don't believe you're listening by accident or by mistake. I know that God has something for you and I pray that you receive it and that you get it this morning. Well, I want to talk to you a little bit about what the Bible says about prosperity. You know, it's so important that when we have a question about something, that we always go to the Word and we see what the Bible says. You know, there are going to be many people with many different opinions about the Word, but I don't want to hear somebody's opinion about the Word. I want to hear what the Bible says itself. You know, the Bible speaks for itself. I made this joke uh, not too long ago, and uh, I hope it's not too rough, but I, I made this joke that the Bible is so simple that it takes a stupid person to help you misunderstand it. In fact, the Bible says in 1 John that you need not any man teach you, but the Holy Spirit will teach you all things and there's truth and there's no lie. It's so important that every person listening, that you have your own personal time in the Word of God that you are spending reading the Bible for yourself. Thank God for preachers. God uses preachers. He raises them up. He anoints them. And it's good to have ministers and pastors, teachers, evangelists, apostles, prophets. These are all people that God set in the church so that we can learn from. But you know what? God also wants to teach you from his word. Amen. But you have to be spending time in the Bible to see what the Bible says. And I can see that there's a lot of confusion about the Bible because people are looking to the opinions of men rather than just what the Bible clearly says says. Amen. So I always tell people, never take my word for it. Always go to the Bible itself. See what the Bible says about it. Before you believe anything that I say, always test it with the word of God. So this morning, I want to talk to you about what the Bible says about prosperity. Because if you listen to certain people, they'll say that prosperity is not of God. I mean, you have some people, even in the church, who will take a vow of poverty. And they think poverty is somehow equal to holiness Some people think poverty is equal to humility, and that's just not true because I know a lot of people who are poor who are not humble. And if poverty was the way that we receive humility, well, we should pray and ask God for more poverty. But people don't do that. 
If anything, people always come to me and they're asking for help on their bills, help on their rent, you know, or, or uh, you know, a financial trouble or a situation. Should I lay hands on them and pray, okay, God, just send them more poverty? No, that would be stupid, wouldn't it? That would just be silly. The Bible clearly tells us that it is God's will to provide for us and it's God's will to bless us and even prosper us. He wants us to be prosperous. You know, if... if you even look at God and, and where he lives. The streets are paved with gold. Dirt in heaven is gold. Amen. So God wants to bless you and he wants to prosper you. First, I want to give you five reasons God wants to prosper his people. Amen. So let's get into this. Five reasons God wants to prosper his people. First, I'll just quote a verse from Deuteronomy 28. It says, Deuteronomy 28 verse 2, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you heed the voice of the Lord your God. Did you see that key in that verse? That one of the ways that, that we are going to be blessed and be led into blessing is by heeding the voice of God. So that means we need to be sensitive to when God is speaking to us. If you develop anything in 2020, I pray that you develop your ability to hear from God yourself so that no more you have to go to a man to get to God. But God wants to speak to you and lead you by his spirit personally. And in Deuteronomy 28 too, it says, all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you heed the voice of the Lord your God. So not only do you need to learn to recognize when God's dealing with you, speaking to you and leading you, you've got to listen and obey his voice. And sometimes God will tell you or even ask you to do something that seems totally outside the box, maybe even ridiculous. What if God spoke to you to just up and move to another state or another nation? Or what if the Lord told you, quit your job? You know, you, but you need to be sensitive that it is the Lord speaking to you and then listen to him and obey him. The Bible says it's the willing and the obedient who will eat of the good of the land. So you not only need to be willing, but you need to be obedient when God speaks to you and then you will eat of the good of the land. Okay, so five reasons God wants to prosper you. Number one, because God, the Bible says, God delights in the prosperity of his people. Once again, number one, God delights in the prosperity of his people. We're talking about five scriptural reasons God wants to prosper his people. Psalms 35 and verse 27, it says, let them shout for joy and be glad. Did you notice the people who don't believe in prosperity never shout for joy and they're never glad? I'll just throw that out there for free. Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor thy righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. So a few things in this verse. Number one, shout for joy. Hallelujah. Be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yay. Now look at this key right here. Let them say continually. If you're listening right now, say, say. <laughs> Let them say continually. So is this an instruction from the word of God? Yes. Let them say continually. Let them say what continually? Let them say continually. 
Let the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. So you know what? You need to let that come out of your mouth. The Lord, let him be magnified. He has pleasure in my prosperity. You know what? Uh, There will be people around you who will make you feel guilty because you believe in the blessing that God has for you. Amen. And and you can't feel guilty. You shouldn't be ashamed. Uh, you're a child of God. God loves you. He wants to bless you. In fact, it says in Romans that if the Father did not withhold Jesus from us, how much more will he freely and lavishly give us all things? So talk about it. Tell people, I'm a blessed person. The Lord has pleasure in my well-being, in my prosperity. Amen. Because I serve him. So, number one, five scriptural reasons God wants to prosper you. Because God delights in your prosperity. Amen. I wrote here, it is impossible to believe and exercise faith for a thing without knowing that it's God's will to do it in your life. It is God's will to prosper you because he takes pleasure in your prosperity. So, there's a key right there, you know. Uh, How can you exercise faith, which the Bible says you need faith to please God. How can you exercise faith in God to prosper you and to bless you if you don't even know it's God's will for you to have it. Well, we know from the word of God, it's his will that we be prosperous. It's his will that we be blessed. Hallelujah. So excuse me, I'm going to shout for joy right now. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. (laughs) Amen. God delights in your prosperity. He does. He's a good God. Amen. He's not up there excited when you fail, excited when you lack. He's up there happy when you're blessed. Amen. Okay, so number two, five scriptural reasons why God wants to prosper you. Number two, we are children of Abraham and his blessing belongs to us. And that's in Galatians 3. I recommend that you read the whole chapter of Galatians 3. Galatians 3 and verse 9. So all who put their faith in Christ share the same blessing Abraham received because of his faith. I'll say that one more time. Galatians 3 and verse 9. So all, what does all mean? It means all, all of us, glory to God, who put our faith in Christ. So all who put their faith in Christ share the same blessing Abraham received because of his faith. I remember uh, a few years ago, I was sitting in a chair and I was just praying and talking to the Lord and the Lord spoke to me and he said, Abraham's blessings are yours. And I smiled and I said, amen, I, I believe that. Yes, they are mine. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, well, what are Abraham's blessings? <laughs> and I sat there and I thought, I don't know. I have no idea what Abraham's blessings are. But yet I go to church, I sing about, you know, Abraham's blessings are mine. You know, in kids' church, you'd sing the song, Father Abraham had many sons and many sons had Father Abraham and I am one of them and so are you. You know that song. And, uh, but I didn't know what his blessings were. So I said, Lord, I don't, I don't know, to be honest with you. And he said, go read the whole book of Genesis and find out what belongs to you. So I went through and I read through Genesis and I found it in Genesis 12, verse two through three, God spoke to Abram and he said, I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and I will make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing and I will bless those who bless you. 
and I will curse those who curse you. And all and in the all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And if you go read in the very next chapter, Genesis 13, it says, And Abram was very rich in livestock, cattle, silver, and gold. Abraham was extremely blessed. Isaac was blessed. Jacob was blessed. We're even in the middle of a famine. They were blessed. The Bible says that Isaac sowed seed in the time of famine, and in the same year he reaped 100-fold. Even Joseph was blessed. So come on. This is the blessing that belongs to us. Galatians 3 and verse 9. So all who put their faith in Christ share the same blessing that Abraham received because of his faith. And the blessing on Abraham's life was very, very great. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the Bible says that God's people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So the reason every Christian isn't walking in a dimension of this blessing is because many of them don't know about it. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. It takes knowledge of the word of God and then faith in that knowledge and in that revelation of God's word to walk in this blessing. Hallelujah. Five scriptural reasons God wants to prosper you. Number one, because God delights in the prosperity of his people. Number two, we are children of Abraham and his blessing belongs to us. Number three, so that you can be a blessing. God wants to prosper you so that you can be a blessing. Acts 20 and verse 35, remembering the, the words of the Lord Jesus himself saying, it is more blessed to give than to receive. So many people confused getting blessed with being blessed. God doesn't just want you to get blessed. He wants you to be blessed. In fact, we should be more focused on blessing others than our own blessing because that's the purpose of the blessing of God on our life. Any beggar on the street can get blessed. Someone can walk by and give them a $20 bill or whatever. But God does not want his people to live with their hands out like a beggar looking for a blessing. Jesus told us in Matthew 6, take no thought for your life. God knows exactly what you need, but God not only wants to meet your needs, he wants to empower you so that you can have more than enough to help and to be a blessing to others. It starts with you being a blessing right now to others where you're at. You know, the Bible says that he who waters himself will be watered and he who refreshes others himself will be refreshed. Use what God has put in your hands right now. The level of blessing that you're under right now, use that to bless others and then start believing that the Lord would begin to increase you so that you can be a greater blessing. God wants to make you a blessing in three areas. Hallelujah. I hope this is helping somebody. Number one, God wants you to be a blessing to everybody, especially your brothers and sisters in Christ. That's in Galatians 6, 9 through 10. Let us not grow weary in doing well, for in due season we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of the faith. So God wants to make you a blessing to everyone, especially your brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. Number two, God wants to make you a blessing to his kingdom. That means your church, world missions, traveling ministers, 
2 Corinthians 8 and verse 4, they begged us again and again for the privilege and sharing in the gift for the believers in Jerusalem. So God wants to empower you so that you can be a blessing to your church, world missions, traveling ministers. You can read the whole book of 3 John. It talks about supporting traveling ministers. You know, I'm disgusted by how some traveling preachers are treated by many churches. I'm disgusted by it. You know, you have people there in the full-time ministry. They travel across cities, across states, sometimes across nations to go to a church to bring the word of the Lord, to bring revelation, to pour out their life on people, to lay hands on them, to bless people. And then the church, after a week of meetings or three nights of meetings or a five-night revival, the church gives them $50. Barely, if they do get them a hotel... It's like the Roach Inn Motel. That's wrong in the eyes of God. And if you treat traveling ministers like that, God's going to deal with you. (laughs) He's going to deal with you. You can't abuse ministers of the gospel like that. So I want to tell you, maybe you're, you're, you know, you don't work at a church and you're not a pastor. However, when you see traveling ministers come in to town, support them. Do your best to support them. And don't give them cookies and junk food, please. I I know a lot of traveling ministers, they don't eat that stuff. It goes in the trash or it goes to the pastor's family. They they can't live off McDonald's and pastries and no-bake cookies, as good as your no-bake cookie recipe is. And you can send them to me. I'll eat them, you know. (laughs) But these traveling ministers, look, they need uh, healthy food food, they need uh, uh, financial support, and if you bless these people, God's going to bless you. So God wants you to be a blessing to his kingdom. Amen? Anyway, let me get off of that before I say some things I will not regret. Anyway, God wants you to be a blessing to everyone. He wants you to be a blessing to his kingdom. Number three, he wants you to be a blessing to the poor. Proverbs 19 and verse 17, whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord and God will repay him for his deeds. Five scriptural reasons God wants to prosper you. Number one, God delights in the prosperity of his people. Number two, we are children of Abraham and his blessings belong to us. Number three, so that you can be a blessing. Number four, to establish his covenant with us. You know, there are so many believers who don't understand we're in a covenant with God, which is an agreement. You know, I just signed a lease on a new building. I made an agreement with this man. If I do my part, he'll do his part. And that's what we're in with the Lord. We're in a new covenant. It's signed with the blood of Jesus. However, you need to understand that in this covenant, there are certain rights and privileges that belong to you. Under the old covenant, we'll read in Deuteronomy 8.18, God said, But you shall earnestly remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the power to get wealth, that He may establish His covenant, which He swore to your fathers as it is this day. So Deuteronomy 8.18, God says He gives you power to create wealth so that He may establish His covenant, which He swore to your fathers as it is this day. Now, if that was under the old covenant... If God gave power to create wealth under an old covenant, how much more under a new covenant signed and sealed with the blood of Jesus does God give us the power to create wealth? The Bible says that we are under a better covenant based off better promises. If this was available under the old covenant, but not under the new, 
we're not under a better covenant. Let's go back under the old before Jesus so that we can be prosperous. No, God put this also under the under the new covenant because the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 8, it says, you know, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was very rich for your sake, he became poor, that through his poverty, you may become rich. Jesus became poor so that we could become rich. And that word rich means material riches, not spiritual riches, material. Second Corinthians eight and nine was about an offering and was about money. So under the new covenant, God so much more wants to prosper and bless us to establish his covenant. Number five, five scriptural reasons God wants to prosper you. Number five, because Jesus broke the power and the curse of poverty and lack. Poverty and lack should have no place among God's people. Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd I shall not lack. King James says, I shall not want. I will not. That means lack. I shall not lack. Poverty and lack should have no place among God's people. Why? Because poverty and lack was a curse under the law. Meaning if you didn't live up to the demands of the law under the old covenant, you would be under the curse of poverty and lack and many other things. And that curse was sickness and disease, depression, divorce, your kids being raised up and another power taking them over. That you would work hard but harvest little. This was all the curse. Galatians 3, 13 through 14. It says, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through faith in Jesus Christ. Lack and poverty has no place in a believer's life. Hallelujah. Because Jesus broke the power of it. I'm not saying you won't have opportunities to lack. I'm not saying that there won't be times where things can seem tight. But I'm telling you, if you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, it's time to stand up and say no to poverty. It's time to stand up and say no to lack. The Lord is my shepherd. I refuse to lack. I refuse to remain poor one more day because Jesus broke the curse of poverty and lack off of my life. When you're empowered with that knowledge and revelation, you can use it on a platform to which you stand, to where you can raise up your hands to God, cry out to Him, and allow Him to bless you and prosper you <laughs> in 2020 in Jesus' name. Five scriptural reasons God wants to prosper you. Now, why did I give you all these reasons? Because it takes faith in God and faith in God's Word to activate these things. All the promises of God are yes and through Christ, amen. But you have to use your faith to go to the Lord and know that you are blessed. Without faith, the Bible says, it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So it says that we must believe he is a rewarder. Without faith, we can't please him. So I hope that this encouraged your faith today. Poverty and lack is, is, the Bible says we've been redeemed from that curse. Someone says, well, I'm in poverty right now. I'm in lack right now. Well, turn your eyes to God. Look to God. God wants to bless you. He wants to prosper you in Jesus' name. 
Hallelujah. I hope this helps somebody. There's so much more I wanted to get into, but we are out of time. A half hour just goes by so fast on this show. I hope you enjoyed it. Just before we end this broadcast, if you fit in the one of these three categories, I would love to pray with you and for you. Number one, if you're listening, if you've never given your life to Jesus, if you've never said, Jesus, come and be the Lord of my life, I want to tell you something. Today can be a new day. It can be a fresh start. Today you can be born again and know that when you breathe out your last breath, you would go to heaven and be in the arms of Jesus. Today can be a new day. It can be a fresh start for you. You know, the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the Bible says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the Bible also reads, for all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be be saved. Today you can be saved. All you have to do is call upon the name of the Lord. Number two, if you're listening and in days gone by, you serve the Lord, but today you're not serving him the way that you should. Maybe you've grown cold or stale, but you say this morning, I want to come back and I want a fresh start with God. Number three, if you're listening and you love the Lord with all your heart, but maybe the devil always lies to you and tells you that you're not really saved. But today you just want to make sure that if you breathed out your last breath, if you died today, you would go to heaven. If that's you and you fit into one of those three categories, one prayer fits all. I want you to pray this quick prayer with me, with your heart and your lips out loud. Pray this wherever you're at. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me and cleanse me. Set me free. Thank you that you died for me. I believe you've risen from the dead and you're coming back again for me. Fill me with your spirit. Give me a hunger for you. I confess with my mouth, Jesus is Lord. Come into my heart right now. Now just declare this. Say, I am saved. I'm born again. I'm forgiven. And I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. Amen. And Father God, I pray over every single person that prayed that prayer and every person listening right now. Seal them now by your blood and by your spirit that on that day, not one person would be missing. Father, I pray for all those in a financial need right now. I thank you from the north, the south, the east, and the west, that provision would come unto them, that you would bless and prosper your people in Coshocton, Ohio. Lord, raise people up in the city to be a sign and a wonder for you. Amen. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you in 2020. Don't forget to join us this morning at the River Church, 10 a.m., 212 South 7th Street, Coshocton, Ohio. God bless you. Have a great week.